Perhaps eating donuts while recording wasn't the best idea, but Father Dave and Deacon Bob do it anyway. They talk about the NFL playoffs, argue over who gets to root for the 49ers in the Super Bowl, share what kind of art and music they enjoy, and discuss the Pope's recent comments about hell. And now, here are Father Dave and Deacon Bob! Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob. Seeing humor and hope in a sticky world. Happy birthday to us. Yes, we're eating donuts uh, because it's Father Dave's birthday on February 1st. And it was uh, Bob's birthday on January 27th. Sixth. Sixth. <laughs> we're day off. We're close. We're more than close. So we're having coffee and having donuts coffee this morning. And, donuts. and I said, let's, go ahead, it's a Monday and, let's morning. go ahead and eat them while we're doing the show. He right. said, is that a good idea? What could go wrong? Yeah, and we both said, <laughs> we're gonna let's do it throw anyway. caution. <laughs> let's throw caution. You know, folks, sometimes you just, you need to go crazy. If you're not going to ever live on the edge. Right. And that's what we do. We live on the edge. When Jesus said live life to the fullest, I think in the back of his mind was doing a podcast while eating coffee or Donuts and yeah. drinking coffee. I, I mean, think he had a big mind, said. and I think it would be at the very, very, very back. Very back of it, right? Like one but of those said, things he wish you didn't, you know, that the times he's like upset that he actually knows everything. Yeah, it's like, like that's the kind of information he just, he just did not need. It's like, he just did not need. This is not a good idea. So, you know, join us, uh, grab a cup of coffee, grab a donut, and uh, enjoy our podcast this morning as a we celebrate our birthdays and talk about football. Let's begin. I don't like this one as well. You want to get the glazed one? Yeah. Okay. I got to see. Are so you drinking tea or coffee? I'm drinking tea. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, let's just start with the big news in the football world, uh, catching up people, because this is massive over the weekend. Uh, and I probably don't even to say it. You all know it by now. Jurgen Klopp has decided to not continue as manager of Liverpool FC. Yeah. And we um, all, I mean, who did not see that? I mean, he's been managing that club for 10 years. And uh, he's done amazing things. They're right now at the top of the Premier League, and it'll be a big loss. But he said that he was going to take a year off, and if he ever coaches again, he won't cut coach another team in England except for Liverpool. And that's and that's faithfulness right there. Exactly. Thank you so much for that little update. Yeah. Now let's talk about American football, which is so badly named. Really, I I do understand the European question of. They ask all the time, why do you call why do you call it football? You rarely use your feet. It really should be like throw ball. Did you see the thing that Nate Bargazzi did when he was um I guess in Valley Forge? He's a comedian, obviously, mm-hmm. with Saturday Night Live, the Valley Forge thing. And he said the great thing about our about, you know, creating a country is we get to do our own weights and measures. <laughs> so then he starts talking about football and they said, Football like with your feet? And he goes, Well, no. So they said, You don't kick it? Well, you do kick it sometimes. Oh, you get points for it? Well, yeah. How many points? Well, sometimes one, sometimes three. <laughs> and then you go off on this whole thing. All right. So um I would say that the official position last week of this podcast and of the Friary in the university was that the Ravens and the Lions are who we're rooting for. Yeah, I think. Did you make me root for the other teams? Though? I did. I did. I crushed it this <laughs> you weekend. You did. <laughs> you did. I mean, so okay. just to recap, the uh, Ravens uh, hosted the Kansas City Chiefs and were favored. They just fell apart. 
they just didn't seem to be able to do squat. And the, the Chiefs, who have been lackluster all season in comparison to their normal amazingness, just were like, oh, we'll wake up now and play lights out football. Yeah, I mean, the, the Ravens had two turnovers in the end zone. Yeah. They had stupid penalties. It was, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it was, just, it, was it was a mess. Yeah, it yeah. was absolutely a mess. So congratulations to the Chiefs. So Lamar Jackson is one and four in the playoffs. People are beginning to like talk. What does he do? Why can't he win a playoff game? Well, he did win. He, I think he's two and five now. Because they won the previous game, remember? They did win last weekend. I think he was one and four last weekend, okay. and now he's two and five. So. Okay, okay. But they should have they should have fared better. I agree. I think I the agree. sound of you chewing is is such a good addition to this podcast. I think we can should. They actually really hear it. Well, I mean, I, I certainly can. You know what? I'm sure there's some kind of Adobe filter that I can <laughs> That's remove. Right. Okay, I we'll will use move. AI to remove all the chewing sounds. Oh, hey, I should. We should talk about that for a second because uh, this is live. People think this is AI, don't they? <laughs> they just think this whole so, thing. Uh, I can't access my email. I'm having computer problems. But before I lost access, a number of you had emailed about the AI. They, they're generally not in favor of the AI, but I need to explain it, I feel, because it's not – I actually write the script for the AI, and even in like the cartoon animation, it's kind of fun. There's like a little camera that looks at me, and I do all the movements for it. I think people think I ju- we just ran the whole episode through the AI, <laughs> and then it magically came up with the show description, which would be fantastic, by the way, because it would save a lot of time. So um, – but we like the. Did you see this? Uh, did you see the previous loved one? The it, baseball loved it. Yeah. So we're going to keep it. with the baseball again. If you'd like to watch this video, theythathopepodcast.com. You can check out videos. You can contact us. Here's another cool thing about the theythathopepodcast.com webpage. There's a little microphone. If you'd like to send us an audio message or a question, which we could actually play on the show, we have that technology. Who oh, are you trying to kid? We haven't even <laughs> a- answered their their Christmas questions yet. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We just it's they that hope, David. We have to hope that someday we'll get this right. Um, so thank you for your emails on that. All right, the uh, other game was so. Congrats to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are moving on. They're going to be in Vegas. Everything's in Vegas. In Vegas. Um, the Lions versus the Forty ers uh, the Lions lost. They did. They were ahead. 20, 21 to 7. It seemed in the be- I think 24 to 7. They were crushing it in the beginning. Crushing it. And then the Niners so turned during, it on. So at halftime, they were crushing. The Friars were, were quite happy. So at halftime, the Friars ran over to the field house to watch the championship of the dodgeball tournament. Ooh, what? If you've never gone to the dodgeball tournament, it is like a huge event Wait on a campus. It, this is like this intramural, is NCAA. Yeah, no, intramural, intramural dodgeball. Okay. Guys and the gals, uh, separate teams. And I mean, I don't know how many kids that were there. It is. So they had the TV, the football games on the big screen. So yeah. people could kind of, and it was just a blast. So we're, I'm over there watching, just kind of keeping an eye on the game. It's like, oh, it's 24 to 10. Oh, it's 24 to 17. Oh, it's 24 to 24. So it, I think going into the fourth yeah. quarter, it was tied. Yeah, it was tied. No, they just, I don't know. I can't, I can't say they choked. They just, San Francisco woke up. Yeah, I yeah, it, it there was nothing that you thought. It wasn't like the Ravens, again, no offense Baltimore fans to put your, you know, stick your face in this. Yeah. Who did feel like they imploded? Yeah. Like the Lions just couldn't keep up with the firepower that the Niners had. Yeah. And Brock Purdy was amazing yeah. and Christian McCaffrey was exceptional. I mean, the way he was running the ball just like bouncing off tacklers. Right. So. so the official podcast, the official position of this podcast on this side is 
go 49ers. No, that's so that's my the Chiefs. That's no, 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 no. It's St. Francis. No, no, look, no, here's no, the it's thing. It's St. Francis. No, no. no. You know it why? Is Saint Do you know Francis? why? No. Do you know why? No. Do you know why? Because I you made me root for the Niners last week. Yeah, I have so to, you got him last week. No, I have to stick with it. I have to stick with it. St. Francis, Franciscans. I will take them. You Wait, can have the how are they Francis? What are you talking Saint about? St. Francis, San Francisco, San Francisco. Thank you, Father Gregory. San Francisco. <laughs> so you can have the Chiefs. I'm willing to keep you. I mean, they're going to be the favorites. So I'm willing to do that for you. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be the favorites. Probably not. It's going to, my, what do you think, two points for the 49ers? It's going to be close, I it's think. It's going to be a great game. Hopefully it'll be a great game. We always, everybody at the end just wants a great game. Do you know this is a rematch? Yeah, of 2020. Right. And what happened right after that? Uh, the COVID happened. <laughs> exactly. So really, we need the Chiefs to not win no, because obviously that was the one it connection. Was. If the Niners, oh, if only the 49ers had won, we wouldn't have been in this mess. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. And that's sports. Oh, that was quick. Well, we could we could talk about hockey. Nope. Let's go. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we because we can't get into our email, um, I'm going to... He's going to yeah, make yeah, up yeah, a promo. Yeah. Do I just talk now? Yeah, you need to wait. Oh, tell me when. I will. I'll cue you. Not now? Three, Three two, one. Go. Okay, two things we could talk about. First off. No, um, there's only one promo. No, there's going to be two today. Okay. You're the president. Go Thank for you. It. Well, we have our retreat that's coming up on campus. It's called the Behold Retreat, which will be great. It's really the first time maybe in a long, long time where we've had faculty, staff, students, and guests to come to retreat. We've got the Jake and Heather Kim. Heather's podcast? No, what's Heather known for? Mm. Oh, no. She's obscure. She's okay. an obscure figure. And then um, Pete and Debbie Herbeck will come in. Also, we'll have Bishop Cousins, uh-huh. uh, who is uh, in charge, obviously. I like Bishop Uncles better, yep. but that's so okay. So he'll be coming in, and that'll be great. The other thing is I want to Is that all for the Behold? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's yeah. an it's, all-star it's, weekend. No, it's going to be a major weekend. So just keep keep that in your prayers. If you want to come and join us, you're welcome. The other is just... The, is that available online or no? No. So no. you'll have to drive here. Yep. yep. And then um, my father's father. I think we're on our fourth week. So it drops on Tuesday at faithandreason.com or Wild Goose TV. Uh, thank everybody for the feedback and the thoughts. So it's going great. That's it. Should I keep on talking? Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to talk in French. Oh. Why do you think I have this outrageous accent? <laughs> of course, I am French. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, um, so did you hear what happened at the Louvre? I was speaking of France. Yep. Uh, no, what happened at the Louvre? Mona Lisa? Yeah. Some crazy protesters. Mona Lisa. They threw, <gasps> yep. Oh, no, is she okay? She's fine because apparently she's covered with like there's this kind of glass. Glass, yeah. yeah, right. So you can't do things like this. And then there's also this like this doors that yeah, come and close. <laughs> but two crazy people threw their uh, soup. Why <laughs> soup? What's on the fridge? I'm drinking my soup and I will throw my soup at, at the Mona Lisa. What do they call soup? Don't they have like a, like a sous chef? They have like a whole chef devoted to soup in yeah, France. But it's not a sous chef. Is it not? No, the sous chef is somebody who just kind of helps the main chef. Well, who's the soup chef? Um, soup. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, it was just it was just interesting on the news. It's just some, yeah, just horrible pictures, and it's all over. Now, granted, there's she's, just a she's, lot of soup. Yeah, Mona Lisa, and, and I don't know. It's just why would people do that? They they said that they're trying to bring attention to their cause. I don't. They, I, they did. 
Well, yeah, but I don't know what the cause was. The cause, the cause was their anti-soup people. Anti-soup. They're so, soup Nazis. <laughs> so that was going on, which made me think, like, do you, this is always, do you like, I mean, obviously you like art, but is there, like, <laughs> do you go, do you go, I know art. it's like art, it's like, no, I hate art. art. But would you go to an art museum? Yes. And um, I would say my favorite style of art would be... Well, I really love the impressionistic stuff. You know, growing up in Chicago, um, you know, getting to see. Yeah. So, would your family like, go to the museum? Yeah, sometimes we would, okay, and okay. certainly the school would at times. But like, I remember, you know, there's the famous. I, I think it's called pointillism. Go, Sunday in the park with George. Um, you know, it looks like just a normal day, but it's made up of little dots. And you, do you know, have any idea what I'm talking about? Yeah, you probably yeah. recognize it if you saw it. But here's the thing: when you see it in a book, you know, it's like a five by seven picture. Okay. But it's a huge, massive wall painting in the in the museum. And there's just ways of when you go to the museum and you see the scope and size of things. Yeah. That's really when I, have get, you, I get drawn in. Have you things. seen the Mona Lisa? No. Well, I went to the Louvre. I must have seen the Mona I can't, Lisa. I can't imagine you I did. didn't. Yeah, I did. I, I remember imagine. thinking it, she was very small. That's exactly right. Yeah, That's like the, the, thing, the frame was like five times bigger. you were talking about how big. And then I remember the first time I saw the Mona Lisa, it's like. That's it? That's it. Yeah. And then some of the kids we were with, it was a, on a World Youth Day trip. They didn't particularly want to go to the, to the Louvre. I mean, they sure. thought about a thousand other places they'd right. rather do. But they went to a McDonald's and there was obviously a picture of a Mona Lisa. I say obviously, but in Paris, it's everywhere. So they took a picture of it. And they just said that was it. I like sculpture too. I, I mean, in terms of, you'd ask yeah, me about yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I remember, you know, particularly in Rome, some of Michelangelo's sculptures yeah, like sure. David or like Moses, you just see like the veins yeah. in the wrist. So things like that I really uh, find wonderful. How about yourself? Yeah, Father Jonathan and I were um, – I was given a number of years ago Rembrandt's – not the original. Oh, sure. Yeah, but Rembrandt's Prodigal Son. We've got just a beautiful copy of it. And at, that's a massive – that's a very large well, painting, and that's, right? That's what I was sharing with him is that when I read um, – Henry Henri Nouwen. Nouwen's book, um, yeah, The Return of the Prodigal Son, which is just a beautiful book. Yeah. I said to myself, I'm going to see that painting one time. So a number of years ago, I was able to work it out that we took a pilgrimage to Poland, and then we spent a couple of days in um, St. Petersburg in Russia. And that's where that, that's where that <laughs> painting is? At the Hermitage. <coughs> Excuse me, at the Hermitage, right. They don't, in, they in, don't call it a hermitage? It's a hermitage? Yeah, and it was probably, I don't remember what time of year. It was cold out. It's Russia. Yeah, good point. Uh, but so when I, when we got there, there was like no one at the museum, and mm. I was probably by myself with this painting for twenty minutes. Yeah, it was just it was wonderful, wonderful. And then in Rome, I agree. I love, I love. I mean, I did. I grew up in a small town, so going to an art museum was not something. I, I'm trying to think of the first art museum I ever went to. I have no idea. Yeah, the local Durango art museum. Yeah, yeah, we museum. did not have – we had Southwestern art. We'd have a couple of – I mean, that's not – they're not beautiful, but yeah. pots and pottery and that right. kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah, in Rome, yeah, the, the – Paintings the, of Roy Rogers on a horse. Yeah, that's right. The, the piece you mentioned about Moses is at the St. Peter in Chains. And it's just – it's really, really fantastic. There's this – the great story. There's the little um, Nick. I believe in it's his knee. And the story is that Michelangelo kind of hit it and said, why don't you talk? Because he came so so alive. But yep. David is in Florence. And it's interesting to see David because, I mean, it's it's just a sculptor, right? Yeah. But it is unbelievable. You you get memorized. memorized. Mesmerized. Mesmerized. Thank yep. you. Yeah, you're just sitting there looking at it. And it's, there's something about this that's just 
just remarkable. Listening to you swallow, by the way, is nice too. <laughs> yeah, is just is just fantastic. And um, it's funny too because there's the students obviously when they go to Rome or go to Florence, I say go see David. And there's this woman who actually works at this museum. Have you been there? It, uh, forever it, ago, yes. Okay, because it's basically just David, right? Right. I mean, yeah, so and some this, stat, some unfinished statues on the way hanging in, around. Right. Yeah. Right. But there's this lady that says, no photographs. I mean, she's like this <laughs> crazy woman, and, and the students obviously take yeah, this as a challenge. Yes, yeah, right. It's like a challenge accepted. Right. Pass out over there. Yeah, and so they'll we'll... come back with pictures of his leg and his knee and those kinds of things, <laughs> but at least they got some photos. Yeah. But then the other, and again, I'm not, like you were talking about styles that you like. I, yeah. I can't I can't speak to that. Hmm. But I know some of the people that are like, and Caravaggio is, He's in amazing. is and there's, I don't know all the churches, but. I know most of the churches in Rome that have his piece. Maybe I do know more. I, I don't know. Yep. But yeah, they're just beautiful. And, and it's something, again, being in, from a small town, it's not something that I grew up a great deal with, but I've really enjoyed that. But then the other is like the other day I preached about Handel's Messiah. You know in Handel's Messiah at the Alleluia, everybody yes. stands up. And music, would you have gone to, or, you know, to concerts and uh when you're in, in Chicago, did you grow up with that kind of thing as well? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, not like Handel's Messiah, no, but, but no. Orchestra I, and that kind of thing? Didn't get to the symphony, orchestra much. Symphony, but, no. I mean, Broadway shows, which okay. were very, yeah. had, had the symphony vibe going. And, I mean, I've always, as a musician, I, I just love live music. Yeah. You know, I just find something amazing about live performances, live music. Or even as you talk about art, there's something, even though it's not live, but it was, like that canvas has the paint on it. Like this artist yeah, yeah. created, that's what's great about live things, I think, is that it's this one moment in time where something is created and you can enjoy it. And what's beautiful about sculpture or about paintings, when you see the actual paintings, it's like that's preserved. Like this is the one, this is the one plate. You know, that's why I think it's similar to what you said, I've seen this picture of Rembrandt, but I want to go see the real one. Yeah, There's something about this is the this is where it happened. This is where it's still living in that sense. And I think that's I wonder, a real powerful it's, it's thing. It's interesting. I, I wonder, it's probably not the case. I was, what was going through my mind is, does somebody who has a great appreciation of art and is actually maybe artistic appreciate art more than somebody who is not? Or I take myself, I have no artistic ability. Did I, do we ever tell the story of my art class? No, please. <laughs> okay. Let's tell the story. Yeah. So I'm a junior in high school. My buddy talks me into taking art and I have no artistic ability. I mean, at all. Okay. So he says, come this on, like draw- What kind of yeah, art? Yeah, drawing. Yeah, drawing. Right. So this particular day, it was uh, this, at this time, we were just black and white. So just pencils. And mm-hmm. so the, the image was a raggedy Andy next to a, a vase with a flower in it. So I start on the leg of Raggedy Andy. My buddy comes up. He's like, that is horrible. So he literally finishes it for me, okay? And I hand it in to the teacher, and the teacher says, Dave, you're getting so much better. That leg leg needs a little bit of work, but everything else looks great. <laughs> the leg so, looks like he's crippled. It's, there you go. It's, there you go. So, yeah. so I have no artistic ability. So from that perspective, I so appreciate it. Like I can look at something. It's like I'm just amazed that somebody from their mind – can create so, yeah. but but my guess is that there's a lot that I miss. Somebody who really understands art and and appreciates it and design and, and and proportions and all that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing about it is that you can appreciate it at every level. Like one thing I mentioned, the impressionistic artists, like Van Gogh, for example. What's really neat if you look at the the 
the Van, the works of Van Gogh. I mean, we're familiar with Starry Night or you know his self portrait, etc. And you might think, oh, he's just kind of a weird artist who makes this weird art. But you actually look back at his work, and he made other photorealistic. Yeah. Like he was, he went through the schools. Like he, and and when you see that then he's choosing to do this. That's when that, you know, there's like a difference of someone just kind of like, oh, I don't do it very well. I would say if there's anything I appreciate more about art is sometimes you see, like Picasso's another great example. Yeah. I remember, you know, his cubic period and I had a moment similar to yours in um, the Art Institute of Chicago looking at his, uh, you know, guitarist, the blue guitarist. And, um, and they're weird, like it's misshapen. But then when you see his whole pattern of what he, he could have made it photorealistic if right, he right, wanted right, to. Right, right, right. So that means everything on that, everything on that canvas is a choice. Or he was high as a or kite. Or he was high as a kite. And, right. you know, some artists do that as well. Okay, so last thing on this. Um, why do you think so many artists are tortured? Oh. It seems, and maybe yeah, that's an right. overgeneralization, no. but it just seems like there's something there's some about kind the of, creative spirit. Yeah, that, there's some pain they're trying to release. There, there's something to that. I don't... I don't have an answer for it, but I, mean, I would even say you can see it in actors. I mean, yeah, in some in, co a, in comics, honestly, a lot of comedians yeah, have yeah. extremely wounded backgrounds. It's yeah. a, it's an interesting. Well, they always say that it's better than therapy. Like many times, like the music or the art, this is how they can let that out and find an expressive way to let that out. I don't know. That's a good question. And superheroes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, last you know, thing. Batman isn't very you know mentally stable. What music do you listen to if you're just gonna? Turn on, you know, an eight track. What are you listening to? <laughs> yeah, when I get my seventy six yeah, yeah, Cutlass Supreme right, right. and uh, crank up the tunes. Uh, if I'm doing You're pioneer exactly. If I'm doing work, yeah, my six six changer. If I'm doing work, I like listening to jazz. Okay, like kind of the cool jazz period or the Latin jazz period. Okay, um, and uh, but if I'm listening to like kind of driving in my car type music, I love really good lyrics. Okay. I love Paul Simon. Okay. I love McCartney. Um, I love things with a beat, John Cougar Mellencamp. But it, James Taylor? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that kind well, of... Well, do you listen to, generally when you're driving, are you listening to something almost all the time or will you just... Some, you know, sometimes I don't because I've got things, I've got songs going on in my head yeah, or yeah. I've got... Phone know, calls to make or whatever. Thoughts in my head, you know. It's funny because I don't... I. I've got worship on my kind of like my playlist and mm -hmm. then musicals. Okay. And, and then some podcasts. But I just don't like – and if I'm studying or working, I cannot listen to music. I cannot listen to music before I go to bed because I'll just lay there until the song's over and I wonder what's next. <laughs> and, what's on the other. So, yeah. and if I'm studying or working or praying, even like in the background, no. Yeah. It's got to be quiet. It's got to be quiet. So the biggest thing and the reason that is this is all leading to <gasps> – To what? Taylor Swift. Oh. Okay. So are you a fan – Yay or nay? Yes. Okay. I mean... Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. She's a great musician. Okay. Is... I'm not a Swifty. Okay. Is Kelsey going there. to go to the Grammys? Because she's been going to his to the her game, his games, so is he going to go to the Grammys for her? And I, I hope if he does that he wears a t-shirt of hers. Okay. Because next... I guess this coming weekend is the Grammys, right? Is it? I think so. Oh. I think so. So I think so. It is. Oh. Yeah. So the question is: Was is Kelsey going to go? Because she's been so faithful. So she's faithful. been so faithful. So faithful. It's such a big deal to have box seats at a major. Yeah, it is. Event. It is where you get ushered in, yeah. and you don't have to show a ticket. And so the, probably the biggest 
uh, disappointment for music fans is the fact that the Lions aren't playing the Chiefs because everybody was hoping that Eminem oh, sure. and Taylor Swift would just have like a, a rap battle or something. Yeah. You know? Well, did you see there was an meme that was a meme that was out there that um, the Chiefs lose in that game. And Taylor Swift walks up and says, I don't date losers. And she walks off in the sunset <laughs> with Eminem. Nice. So. Okay. So our final, our final thing that we're talking a little bit, a bit about is the Pope. Yeah. Let's talk about the Pope. Why not? Let's just chat about him again. It is, it is interesting though. I mean, we've, we have both said. We're referring to just to. Pope Francis. I think the people well, know who, who he is. <laughs> we're going to go obscure. We're going to yeah. go, you know, Pope Clementine the 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, over the weekend. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just say one word about the Pope. Just in oh, general. What was I going to say? Now you totally, I'm so sorry. I, totally I was just me. trying to fill in Sister yeah. Mary Beth. I was going to make a comment about it before, but I don't remember what it was. So go. Pope Francis uh, was in an interview, and uh, the interviewer asked something, and Pope Francis made a comment he about I think it was about heaven and hell, and he said something along the lines of. Well, I really, you know, this is per. He says he clarifies it like this is just my own belief. It's not doctrine, which of course it doesn't matter now. All ears are listening, and he says, I mean, personally, I hope that nobody's in hell, but it's something like that. Did I get that? Well, that's just it. I'm not. I'm not positive because I didn't go to the original source about what it said. But that is an important qualification, and that is actually one of the things that I said is that oftentimes when people are talking about the Pope, they don't know exactly what he said. So if he said that this is my personal opinion or view, okay, that's one thing. But was he talking about? whether or not individuals are in hell or not. So I don't know what the context was. But what what everybody was commenting about was the Holy Father is saying that there's no people in hell. Um, and, and that's one of the things is, is we talk about the Pope is what was actually said. And, and that's important. And I know that some people are going to go back and forth. Um, but what, what I wanted to talk about is last Friday, he also made another clarification on uh, his document about offering blessings and people of the same sex and blessings and uh, that have same sex attractions. And this causes, this is ultimately leading exactly to one of the things that you and I talked about when we first addressed this. And that is the confusion. If you have to give every week clarifications and clarifications and clarifications, <laughs> yes. it may be that the document wasn't very, wasn't written very well or very clear. One of the things, two of the things he said in relationship to that, he once again said it is, you cannot bless the union, and he stressed this again, but then he talked about the blessing of the person. But it just caused me to think and reflect more because there's been a great deal that's been said about about the Holy Father, and, and a couple of things that have gone through my mind is is that on one level, you know, we've talked about it here at the university because there is a role of a theology department to be able to to discuss and debate mm-hmm. and and discern with. I mean, that's part of the role of the magisterium. The the, the theological institutes literally have a part of to say in that. So to have that conversation and discussion is actually a good thing. Yep. In fact, it is, and I will say I love John Paul, but it was one of the things that some of the theologians um, were frustrated with because he would say it can't be talked about. It simply can't be talked about. And there were some theologians that I respected that said that may not be the best way to go about it. Let's mm. let's go ahead and dialogue about it. It's it's like a child that you say you can't talk about something. What do they want to do? They want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but about the Holy Father, there's a place where you can, you know, if something like this document, something is written for you to debate it, discuss it, you know, that's fine. But again, where it crosses the line is when it becomes personal. Yeah. 
you know, when, when people say things about him as a person that are just so destructive and so unfair and so, honestly and some, sometimes sinful. So that's important. And then the other is is creating an argument that is not in fact what he said, or, but they're concerned about this maybe where it goes or what right. might happen. And I had and that, the actual quote. Okay, now. that's great. I actually decided to use the internet while we were doing a podcast. Yeah. People have been recommending this for years. Um, Pope Francis was asked in an Italian television interview how he imagines hell, given his belief that God forgives everyone who asks. It is difficult to imagine it, the Pope responded January 14th. What I would say is not a dogma of faith, but my personal thought. I like to think hell is is empty. I hope it is. Okay. Okay. And then Bob and and I were talking about this. And and what some people have said— is the Pope said that hell is empty. Right, which is not what he said. Is that what he said? No, it is it not. It is not what he said. He said that in he hopes that hell is empty. So I asked Bob, I said, Bob, do you hope hell is empty? And you're yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> I mean, who, I mean, what kind of person is, I mean, I guess I can, I can get where, the argument some people say is, is that injustice, if God is justice, then, then there are going to be people in hell, you know, which I get that. I understand right, that. Right, right. But do I want people to be in hell? right. I mean, who who does? I mean, who you wants to see? You to, can't say the Our Father prayer yeah, if you want people in hell. Yeah, yeah. But like, the reality you just is, can't do that. okay, with that being said, do I think people are in hell? Absolutely, unequivocally, 100%, I do. Yeah. You know, and I also think that it is something that, particularly recently, that we, we don't talk about. I mean, yeah. it, it's, I don't know. I don't know why. Actually, I just preached about it on Sunday, talked about. Uh, the kingdom of God, we've got the beginning of Mark, and Jesus is casting out demons. But I'm talking about the, the battle between, and it's cool in the beginning of Mark because you're seeing this. Right. These two kingdoms are going to come into play. And the reality is, as I told the students, you're the prize. You're the prize. You know, First off, your experience of, of your life and God's grace and his peace and his presence, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in the world today. But then ultimately, your eternal salvation. You are the prize. And this battle continues to take place while Jesus won the victory. I was sharing that that all of it culminates in, in Holy Week, right? Mm-hmm. And then on Good Friday, the evil one's thinking, yeah, we won, we're cheering. And then on Easter Sunday, it's like, row, row. <laughs> I guess yeah, right? we, right. we misplayed this, misplayed yeah, this yeah. one, right? But the reality is the battle still rages. Yes. And the battle is for your soul, it's for my soul, and we need to be cognizant and aware of that. And the reality is, is not everybody is going to be in heaven, yeah. you know? And, and it sounds, I mean, people make fun of us when we say, you know, God doesn't send anyone to heaven, but we choose. The Lord gives us what we choose. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you're continually choosing the kingdom of the world, the kingdom of darkness, when you're continually saying no to him, he's just going to give you what you continue to choose. Well, and I think that's where it, I mean, when you look at the revelation of God, so how would we know any of this? It's only because God is revealed. Like it, our opinions on this means zilch. Sure, sure. So when we talk about we think we're really interpreting the scriptures and what Jesus has revealed. And he said, a number of times in different ways. For example, you know, the the road to destruction is wide and many take it, and the road to salvation is narrow and only a few find it. And he also, in another scripture, he says, many are called, but few are chosen. And I love St. John Henry Newman. He unpacked that a little bit, and he said, we can't press the Lord on this. We don't know what he means by many and And what he means by few, but he said, but the few is not the many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to be called and not answered is nothing but a misery. And so, like, Jesus talked a surprising amount about hell. Like, when you, when you look at the Gospels and you listen to it, and the reason is because his entire 
purpose, the entire reason for the incarnation, for the Paschal mystery, was to save us from hell. And so the church, um, this is where the language gets a little weird sometimes, the church doesn't name anyone in hell. Right. It's not that she doesn't say anybody's in hell, but like we name saints. We're, the church just isn't about hell. Like we're, we, the church breaks through the gates of hell to save sinners. We're not about, we don't have a list of here's the damned. Like that's just not the role of the church. That's mm-hmm. not what God has given us. So there is a mystery to hell and who's there. And to be honest, you know, I love what the catechism says about heaven, which is in heaven we discover who we are, our true name. And in hell, we're anonymous, right? Like mm-hmm. think of even the scriptures of it's Lazarus and the rich man. The rich man's anonymous. Right. The rich young man, we never know his name. Like you lose your name when you walk away from God. You mm-hmm. lose your identity. So those souls in hell are lost in that sense. but And that's what I was hearing. I did a baptism on Saturday, which is always great. I don't get to do a lot of baptisms. Mm-hmm. But what I was saying is that there's a transference that takes place. Is, is this child comes from the kingdom of the world, the kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of light in baptism, when it was washed in through yeah. the waters of baptism. And that's, that's fundamentally true. But then once that takes place, is this battle continues for yes. literally that little soul. And it's important that we recognize that. But I appreciate what you say is that it's you know there's um, there's this one particular individual who's very progressive that I follow and um, she says that you know the difference between progressive Christianity which she espouses and quote unquote conservative is this whole idea of darkness and hell and brokenness and sinful and, and God is all about love and is well I mean who doesn't agree that God is about love right but it it disregards somebody said to me why are Catholics so obsessed with with sin and it's like well. Because if you pay attention to the re- divine revelation, yeah. Jesus actually talks about this quite a bit, yeah. right? He doesn't just ignore it. He calls it to attentive because ultimately it's what we're about. The, the end is to be able to reign with God forever. But I would go back to saying, you know, the good news isn't good news if the bad news isn't bad news. And to the question of why are we so focused on this, you know, if somebody had a horrible disease, you would sit them down and say, like, this is the consequence of this disease unless we do something about it. And people need to hear that. And I think we don't say that often as a church with the right blend of it's only in the light of God's mercy that we can even face this reality because Jesus did die to save us from it. And he did die for the salvation of all humanity. And um, and the resurrection is proof that he wins. Yeah, amen. So I, <laughs> the last thing I said to the kids is, uh, let's be on the side of the winner, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, 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 no, let's not complicate this. Yeah, amen. Amen. So, so, Lord, we just ask your continued blessing upon us. We thank you for your love and your faithfulness. We thank you for the grace that you give us in the sacraments and in prayer in our life of faith that allows us to stay on the narrow path. May the Lord bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go 49ers. Yeah, yeah I agree. Am I allowed to? Go Chiefs. All right, whatever. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Send us an email. I'm sure I'll get access to it. Not that we can get to it. (laughs) Hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. They That Hope is a production of Franciscan University of Steubenville.